All right, Amy, on, on all of these, I always start with the first question. And let me, let me be clear, I, I pride myself as an interviewer. So I hate that I asked the first question, but I think it's so relevant to what we're talking about. But tell me your franchise story. How do you even fall into franchising? How did you even get into this? Right, yeah. Funny enough, so Hydrate IV Bar started in 2016. Uh, my Our founder and our CEO, Katie, Wave, uh, now Gilberg, Wafer Gilberg, uh, she started it uh, big into the wellness industry. Both of us, our entire lives, um, started in Denver, Colorado, and she has a background in wellness, wellness as I do, in medical sales. And really, so she started her store, and it just did so well in Denver. And then I came on about two years later, and I come from a spa background, and uh, I th said, let's put one of these in the spa and see how that rolls and works. And it did great. And so after we learned the back, you know, we learned more and more about the business and, and this type of, and the wellness industry in general, we were just like, this is very, this is very scalable. Yeah. And then that combined with a lot of people kept asking clients would be like, I want one. How do I do this? Or why aren't you guys scaling faster? Or, you know, we're interested. So 2016 started and then 2020 came along and we finally had the time to sit still and learn all the things and the arduous paperwork about franchising. So one of our clients actually, who was a client at the one of our spas was a franchise consultant. And so he was someone in our ear that was like, you guys should really think about franchising. So we hired him, spent a lot of time with him. He schooled us quite a bit on the franchising model. And then we had time to sit down and go through it in 2020. We just were all at home in offices and we said, okay, let's do this. And quick quip, what's fun is our franchise consultant became our first franchisee. Oh, that's awesome. Because he was like, wait, this is great. That's great. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. So how many units do you have now? We have 10 open and another seven sold in the pipeline. Great. And feels like a really good space for us right now. We feel ready to open the floodgates. So we're definitely emerging. We feel ready to open the floodgates now, but we wanted to, we spent a lot of the time in the last three years capitalizing the business to support the franchisees because you hear so many horror stories about growing too quickly and not being able to give the support that's needed. And both Katie and myself, we're big culture people. That's probably at the very, very top of our list is making sure that we're able to support and provide a great culture for our franchisees. So, so we wanted to get there and, and we continue to do that. We continue to, there's just so much, so much to learn. Even, I mean, three years, we're still babies. I mean, for, for what it's worth, I'm, I'm going to put this on the screen because I, I see this. The, I, I immediately think you're missing an opportunity to take credit for what you just said. Okay. Most franchisors in the space come out and say, we're going to open up the floodgates and go. You just said, we're very comfortable with the fact that we have 10 open, another seven that are going to uh, open. And we're really, really focused on culture and to give the franchisees culture. The, that's your why you why now. Like ultimately, like if, if I'm looking at wellness as a category, I can put you in an investment range and look at other businesses that are similar type investment and then make a decision. What do I want to be passionate about as it relates to open up a wellness business? 
But what I can't do is I can't see that that culture piece. And I think what you just said is is super important. At, at the beginning of last year, we started, I mean, we looked at all the franchisees that we speak with and we will talk with them as a part of like onboarding from a PR standpoint to learn their story around the signing or the opening. We asked them, we started asking these questions to understand the sales process a little bit more. We said, okay, you're, you're, you're at the finish line. You're now ready to jump off that diving board into franchising. What either stops you or pushes you over the edge? Mm -hmm. There's only two things. It's the business model and culture. So I, I know that within your video on your site, you have it, but boy, I mean, welcome, welcome others into wellness life. No, no, no. You're welcoming them into the culture of a wellness entrepreneur. Make I think you hired. <laughs> I, I mean, I love this stuff, but I, like, I don't hear that often. I hear all about like, I'm going to sell a billion of these. I, I rarely hear. And, and, and to be, to be really honest, when there's a consultant, involved in the early stages mm -hmm. i also rarely hear this because there's another motive to go sell franchises and i'm hearing you say award and i think that's that's awesome thank you yeah and thank you for that uh i will be calling the marketing department right after this <laughs> <laughs> so what i mean as an emerging brand talk about like go 2020 obviously gave you some time to think and you have a coach that's coaching you through this process where have your expectations on franchising maybe not been aligned that you're like, okay, that's that's interesting that I've learned that? Ooh, great question. I think probably not. I always say, look, listen, I always say you're either learning or you're winning. That's my thing. Learning or winning. Two things. We've run in two avenues here. I think learning the compliance around franchising is fascinating. So where we're aligning is we want people that fit our culture. We want to, the desire to franchise came from wanting to work with other entrepreneurs and grow at a slow enough pace where they also have a seat at the table and a voice. I want to talk to incredible entrepreneurs that are also passionate about this, that maybe have something to share like you just did. So we lift each other up together. The difficult part has been learning and especially being in the medical space, like we have to look at states like the franchising laws plus the medical laws. Do we fit here? Is yeah. this the right place for us? There are some states that will never go because it just seems like, wow, too difficult. And maybe someday, I never want to say never, but I think franchising is fascinating. I'm a fan. I think it's wonderful for people that really don't want to go at it alone you i do see that franchising is wonderful for people that do want that business in the box because of course anyone can start from the beginning on their own but how much time and money do they want to save how fast do they want to return do they want to go and do all the homework themselves i like franchising a lot but it is um the laws around it are incredible too so just that's probably the hardest part for us was just learning how to make sure we weren't crossing any lines in the sand, doing it correctly. And we're still learning every day and we have experts all around us. I always like to say, I always want to be the dumbest and the poorest person in the room and surround myself with everybody that I can learn from and elevate. And we try to do that, but gosh, there's a lot to learn in franchising. It's never ending. It's a, it's a college. Yeah, I mean it's it's complex. I and the part part of the reason I always ask the what's your franchise story 
I mean, I wanted to be a professional baseball player that drove a motorcycle. It's not like I said, I want to be in franchising when I'm, I'm older. And we, totally. circumstance pushes us into this industry. Yeah. But it's very addicting because, especially for those who do it right, like there's truly invested in helping someone build a wealth outcome that is different yeah. than where they're at today. And I think that's tremendously valuable. I, I do. Yeah, I do want to add another, I'm, I'm adding more to what you just said, because I'm, I, I love, like, your approach to this is so good, and it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think another asset that you have here, you have why, why invest, and then you have these states. Yeah. Why invest is that we've studied the laws, and there are states we absolutely won't go into. So, like, almost bullet point one, number one is that we're not going into every state. That turns into another asset that as a buyer has, because majority of brands say, you have the money? Okay, we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. And you're saying, yeah. look, we've looked at the laws here and we're being very, very careful. It doesn't mean we're not never going to go into insert state, but it's really hard for us to succeed as a business operator, which if we know that hurdle exists for you, Mr. and Mrs. Franchisee, yeah. then we, we, we're actually saving you money. So I think that's a, that's another part of your why you why now too. Yeah, got it. That's, yep, <laughs> right on. So, okay, so the seven in development, are these from existing franchise owners or are these seven fresh blood that are going to come into your system too? So that's something we're very proud of is a lot of our franchisees started with one and now they want multi-unit. So that makes me feel great. Um, And then we have coming up of the new one, two, three new, and then the other four are uh, current adding on. Okay. That's great. And so because they're expanding, that ends up being the biggest secret to franchise success. How much exposure are they getting to candidates in the lead process? And out of curiosity, is your referral network helping you? Cre- Cause they obviously got franchisee one came from, wow, I see this. Mm-hmm. Is the referral network where you're getting these new candidates? Yeah, our our poor fran- current franchisees because there's so few are getting inundated because of talking to the people in the pipeline. Thank you all of you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you all so much. But um, yeah, so it's interesting. Most of our referrals are coming from. We're still like in the friends, family, friends from afar phase. We do use some brokers and some lead gen, but all of our closures are coming from current franchisees that are suggesting it to other people. It's great. I know. I It's really flattering to be quite honest because it's that no like trust, right? So they know someone in our system that's having a great experience and people want to share, share the experience. Our vibe attracts our tribe. We attract people that are into the wellness, you know, led lifestyle. I also, we surround ourselves with a lot of people that are passionate about teaching people to build wealth for their family. So I think we've got a good vibration going on and we're attracting people that are into this. You know, we get a lot of people that are like, why would I do this? What's happening over there? But there's enough out there that, you know, the the wellness industry, I think I just read is like a $1.2 trillion in our country and growing like 4.4 trillion nationwide. So there's a big shift happening of preventative, why am I waiting to feel like crap before I do something about it? So there's a big preventative wellness movement. And so people are very curious about who we are, what we do, our why. Uh, And so there's a big, there's, there's a lot of flow. Do you think there's also still, fear is the wrong word, but consumer 
the consumer doesn't understand that this could be a part of their wellness program, which obviously creates the opportunity, but are you seeing like first time customers are like, are knee jerk when they open up that door? Like, should I actually go in? Is there, is there still a lack of education on the value of what your services can do for the human? Yeah, it's a big piece of our marketing is education, education, education. You know, we used to, when we started, we were the only thing in Denver. We were the only one. Yeah. Um, I know like doctors have been doing it in their offices and things, but as far as like in a wellness spa environment, a really calming, you know, cool place you can come that feels like your living room. We were the first ones. And so when the competitors started popping up, you know, you always get that, ooh, I mean, I'm a blue ocean strategy person, so I think there's enough for everyone, but you kind of get that is how, what's how's this going to affect us. But really all it's done is help elevate the education around it. But there's still a huge piece. Like people like, well, I don't, I hate needles. And I'm like, well, if I talk to people that say I love needles, that's probably a bigger issue. <laughs> of course you don't love needles, but education about the why of it, you know, and that's a whole nother episode, whole nother rabbit hole about why, because people are like, how's this going to make me feel? How long does it last? Is this just really expensive urine? Like we, we get all of that. And it's just a conversation about, you know, self-care. It's a supplement. We're not trying to replace drinking water or eating healthy food. You come into our space and the services are performed by registered nurses. We have medical directors with over 30 years of experience that are, that are guiding the ship in the correct directions. And we're having a conversation with everyone when they come in about, what is your why of coming through this door? What are your lifestyle needs? You know, we all in a, in a perfect world, we would eat perfect. We would drink enough water. We would do everything, but we know we've got soil problems, pesticide problems. It's not about just putting a fire hose to your mouth and drinking enough water. It's like right. being able to supplement with the minerals and the amino acids and, and living your best life. So yes, education is a huge part of what we do, but what we love to do, you know, our, like I said, we are surrounded by a ton of medical professionals and they're teaching us all the time. And it's only evolving into more interesting things. I mean, look at the food pyramid 40 years ago versus now. And so yeah. people are also like, is this a fad? And I'm like, well, IV therapy has been around since the 1400s. It's not right. new. People are just aware that it's an option to bring into their lifestyle to help them feel good. And people want to feel good. They don't want to wait till they feel like crap anymore. I hear a labor challenge, but I, I actually hear almost like an opportunity from a business standpoint, because it, when when you need a registered nurse, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think you can actually have the doctor be virtual in today, in most laws now, right? And depending on the state, again, yeah. we're, it's all different. Yeah. Right. So, but because the registered, you need someone who has the certifications to be able to provide the service, even though it's a labor gap or labor challenge, it actually prevents any spa from just adding this tomorrow, unless they want to go through the, the trouble of figuring out that labor piece too. Is that, is that an accurate protection of business? Yeah. And well, it's interesting because I talk to a lot of people that are interested in our brand that own, that are already franchisees and they're like multi-brand owners in the wellness space, be it infrared sauna or fitness concepts or juice bars or whatever, whatever it is. And there's, it's interesting what stands out that I always tell them. So in a lot of places like a fitness studio or a juice bar or whatever, it's kind of like a, a lot of people, you kind of have a lot of turnover and it might be younger people that you're teaching how to have a job for the first time. 
we are able to operate our spas with one nurse on staff and one what we call spa coordinator, which is like a front desk person. So you have two people in house. That's it. So we are way less numbers. We don't need we don't need a large staff. And also the, the nurse burnout thing is a real thing. We hear it all the time. We do have some full-time nurses that work for us because we want them to know our brand really well and our culture and be able to train other nurses and on all those things. But most of the nurses that we employ, we're their side hustle. We hire a lot of nurses that are still in the hospitals with, you know, they're in ER, labor and delivery, oncology, because they're good at it. They put an IV in every single patient they see. They do it all day long. And so then to kind of have a, a side gig like Hydrate IV Bar, where it's a really calming environment. People are reclined in Lazy Boys. We're a wellness spa for well people. They love it and, and they love being there. So, and also kind of back to the, we're not teaching them to have a job type thing. They're very powerful professionals that worked very hard for those licenses. So everybody takes it very seriously. Nurses love a standard operating procedure and a protocol and a standing order. There's no black and white of, they're operating under their licenses. So they're very proud. Yeah. They have great bedside manners and they're wonderful to work with. So labor has been one of the easiest things for us, to be honest. That's awesome. And probably aligns with what you're trying to establish from a culture, that the culture is not just a culture of franchisees. Right. It is the culture of your staff that you're looking at that same type of mentality through them too. And that's, I mean, that, that's protection of business too. Yeah. We hire a lot of people. We, you know, they're attracted to us because of what the concept is. And then we look at them too. Like, how are they leading a wellness led life? You know, are they out there hiking and doing yoga or are they into nutrition or what, what's their lifestyle about too? So we end up attracting people that are really passionate about what we're doing. And then that just feeds into the client experience. What's, what's the dream now? I mean, you're, you're slow and methodical growth. We're preparing to open up the floodgates, maybe a little bit more, but what, what is the dream? Where, where do you see this going? Where does the business go? Uh, yeah. I don't want to put a time frame on it. Just open-ended. Yeah, no, it's funny in franchising. You hear this 100 number. It's like, everybody talks about, are you a hundred units less than, you're, right. you're still emerging over whatever. So I don't have a number in my head. I We want to, we truly want to share it with people that are interested in it. We truly are passionate about making people feel better. And, you know, it's not, I know that this got popular for in like the hangover world. And we certainly have something for that, if that's the case, but it's less than 10% of our business. We're here for the, the, the traveler. We have our personas, right? We have the jet setter, the athlete, you know, we have the tired parents, the, the business people that are looking for that mental focus edge. So the vision is really to keep growing at a pace that feels appropriate where we're not losing our culture piece. Everyone feels supported and we're going into the correct areas where this will be great. Like I am, I'm currently geeking out on all the new AI softwares and how they're so helpful to us about where to place our stores yeah. and the traffic patterns. And so I love being able to go in and say, who are the people that are, where are they working out? Where are they buying their organic food? Where are they buying their clothes and planting ourselves right next to them? Cause we know it's our customer. We know they're doing all those things in one area. And so the vision is to grow at an appropriate pace, but yeah, I can't, I don't have a number or a, or a timeline. 
I think I think that's a that's the best approach. I mean, yeah. most most franchisors that we end up working with, uh, the the typical route goes, "Hey CEO, how many deals do you want this year?" And they go, "25." I go, "How many did you have last year?" And they go, five. <laughs> multiply the budget by five times. No, no, no. We just feel we can get more. I was like, <laughs> okay, uni unicorns. I, I got it. Yeah. But and I definitely don't want to sound like that. Like we definitely set our goals and set our benchmarks. <laughs> and, but I, I'm super passionate about attracting the right people to us. I want someone to feel so excited that they can't sign fast enough. You know, I always tell our candidates, we date for a long time. We can have as many calls as we want. We want to get to know each other really well. Um, but I'm looking for people that are really interested in it because they, they're the ones that are the most successful and they spread the word. And, you know, we're not, we don't need to do, that's another interesting thing about this type of business, maybe opposed to like a sandwich shop or a fitness center. We don't need to see 500 people a day. Like it's much, it's a much slower paced business. You know, if we're seeing 15 to 25 people a day we're we're busy we got to add more staff so it's a very different pace as well i love that so we're on, on the front of the culture and the growth and right people has that made working with the broker network a little bit more difficult because they're selling franchises and convincing people to buy brands versus facilitating yeah. Deal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. And in the very, very beginning, I just had mental fatigue from vetting all the hundreds of brokerages and the, oh my goodness, I was just like, this is a wild, wild space. But so to be honest, what we've done is we have a full-time in-house development person and then we do a lot of, the, we do some of the lead gens where it's just the lead gen, we give them our qualifications. And then Interestingly enough, we've got a few humans around us that have a very strong financial background and they've been franchisees of other brands. And then because of their financial background, they became passionate about helping people find the correct business for them and build family wealth and some of the right reasons. And so we've been able to do independent contracts with them directly and not have to buy into some of these networks per se. So we've gotten lucky in that way and it may change and evolve, I don't know. But right now we, we are working with people that we like a lot and know our brand well, because I think in that with, with the bigger brokerages and people are selling like 400 brands at a time, I think it became, something that I was like, this might be really difficult because it's such a specific niche and people, like you said, the education piece, people are still kind of like, what do they do? Why would I do that? Medical, scary, all the things. So unless you can speak to it properly, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, very vocal on the advantages and disadvantages of, of the broker community. I think, you know, for, for home service brands, I understand it where the touch points are a little bit different and you can take someone out of corporate America and allow them to have this. But when you're, you're talking about brick and mortar or restaurants, the passion piece ends up being the currency when yeah. things don't go well. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to go, revert back to that and say, remember, we're part of a culture, we'll navigate any challenge together. And obviously, like you did that during COVID as a team. I, I didn't hear you flinch at the idea of COVID. You said it gave us a chance to slow down and actually think about what we wanted to do. That's that's looking at half full and most most that 
come into or sold a franchise look at it half empty so that's where like if, I, if i'm betting on a horse the things that you're putting in place the foundational stuff the growth the growth will accelerate at a pace that you're going to feel excited about but all these elements that you're putting in place seem seem pretty right awesome thank you oh i'll take that as a big compliment from you uh okay so let's end with this uh a ghost is out there they're watching this video they haven't told us their name what do you want them to know about the business what is your why you why now what i want them to know about hydrate iv bar is you know we're a collection of wellness spas we provide iv therapy intravenous vitamin injections and we're looking for like i said before our, our vibe attracts our tribe we're looking for people that are interested in a wellness driven lifestyle people that are also into other modalities you know the infrared saunas and the acupuncture and the, the sweats and the boutique fitness somebody who's passionate about this curious enough about it to want to learn more and and it wants to feel good wants to be around a good culture like i said all the things we kind of mentioned like culture passion building family wealth um and and being around really cool people <laughs> well, look you you're on your way uh hopefully someone can watch this and learn more about the personality and the culture um, but I'm looking forward to seeing where your franchise story goes. And Amy, I really appreciate you spending some time with me. Yeah, no, thanks so much for your time today. And congratulations. Love, love the podcast. I'm a fan. I'm a fan I now. It. I love it. Keep watching. I will. All right. Thanks, Amy. Okay, Take bye. Care.